We're live. Working on getting as sensual as possible. Oh yeah, got it. Nice, nice. You know, gotta gotta get that. Um. Know. Yeah. Anything new with you? I got an espresso machine today. Oh yeah. And now I'm like. Um, like a big fancy one or. Kind of, sort of, yeah. It's like a Breville, like, pretty kind of sort of expensive, but try, trying to write it off. We'll see what the accountant thinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, is that, uh, that's not like with any, like, dumb little, like, cup-like things, is it? No, 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 no. It's like, uh, you tamper it, like, you grind it yourself. <laughs> it's got a milk steamer, froth, froth, or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm... That's legit. All right. was testing it out, and I am absolutely riddled with caffeine now, so. All right. Jumping over, please. Thanks. Super pumped for uh, this Good weekend, shit. man. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I want to learn how to do all that uh, reinforcement learning stuff. Yeah, I just saw it. So cool. Uh, I guess an- Ancestry.com or, or one of those things came, like, it's kind of weird, like, <laughs> so I uh, read it, and then all of a sudden I just saw, like, five posts in a row about um, people who have taken a photo of like their grandparent, like great, great, great grandparent and like uploaded it. And then like the AI, like was like, Oh, this is probably what they would look like. It was like an animation of them, like moving around and stuff. And I was like, that's freaking cool, man. Terrifying. One picture. I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. That's nuts. But I know it's been all I can, uh, kind of think about just like, I've just been so excited to just felt like, Oh, it's like, you know, it's the next step. We've been seen to make some really good progress. So it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the tools that are out there allow you to do so much and so little. Yeah, and and honestly, and that that is like my job. Like as the programmer, it's like, like you know how at the beginning. Um, and sorry, I guess we should maybe back up. I know we don't really have any viewers, but if we do have one viewer, I know my friend Jesse from Kelowna. He watches. Shout out to Jesse. Um, but uh, I was supposed to shout he out. Watches with his ears. Oh yeah, he watches with his ears. Um, but uh, Jude and I have been looking into. AI and stuff and so we kind of last session we built the, the uh what did we build oh the number the MNIST number recognizer thing so that's pretty cool yeah and we we actually like inputted our own handwritten example and it was like this is a four yeah exactly it's pretty it's pretty freaking dope pretty awesome um and uh we're kind of moving into more of the other kind of areas and we kind of have this goal of building hot dog not hot dog so that's kind of the end goal but there's a few steps kind of in between there and now and and i guess even then like our kind of goals have changed too because you sent me a bunch of stuff and yeah honestly the hot dog not hot dog will probably be like a mid goal i think we'll actually be able to accomplish that pretty quick and and like we're kind of getting to the point now where it's like we're we're more so just using like we're not really learning more of the neural stuff. We're just kind of like using it. And then we're just kind of building this whole background to like upload a goddamn picture of a hot dog. So we're kind of like, you know, <laughs> we don't necessarily have to do that. Cause we kind of did that, the convolutional neural net for, um, the other stuff, but I would still be down to do that for completion. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was going to say something, um, and that something was, uh, not coming to me. All right. Was it related to uh, neural net stuff, or was it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess. I guess it's gone. It's probably uh, completely gone. That's some. Some come back to me. I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about this because it was pretty awesome. But then I forgot what. Um, so 
good. That's all right. It's obviously wasn't that important. <laughs> yeah. You still taking cold showers? Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of cheating at them. I'm doing like warm showers and then I always end within like a minute or two, of just like really cold water. But um, yeah, my my counselor. Honestly, it's fine. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think like, or sorry, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I think uh, like even cheating, like semi doing it throughout the winter is challenging. And, and I think uh, once like summer hits, it'll be a lot easier and it's, it'll it's, only get easier the more warm it gets. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. Um, like sometimes I like I really want to do like a cold bath. Like I find like because I'll just be like in there hot water, cold water. And I'll just be thinking, man, it'd be so nice. Just like sit down and like have like a nice cold bath, you know, like a nice ice bath. Um, but I haven't just done one of those yet. And so I kind of want to do one of those because I feel like that would just be more like more calming or like more relaxing than the cold shower, you know, like it would probably be even colder. But even when I was sitting in the lake for that, that three minutes or whatever, it was just kind of like, man, everything just kind of disappears. The cold shower is kind of like annoying because it's the cold water is always kind of hitting some part of your body. that, And so you're always just like <laughs> oh, in survival mode. I know. Yeah, it, it, you, it's, uh, it takes quite a while before you're used to it. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot longer. Yeah, Catherine just texted me. She's behind me listening, so she just said she's texting me wimps. Wimps. Hey, <laughs> are you doing it too? She's been she's been going hard. Yeah, you're doing the you're doing the um, cheating version. The cold showers. No, I'm doing the real one. Oh, okay. So really, it's just so you. Just, just, just you're calling me a wimp. <laughs> I'm kidding. Damn it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's something. No, actually... honestly, I mean, it just it makes it makes my shower so much faster too. Like, yeah. But like I'm done, in, I'm done in like a minute and a half because I just want to get out of there. It's true. I find my morning a lot faster. Like it's I don't I kind of like it. Like when I get the cold water going, like it's just more so. It's so hard for me to get out of bed to get jump into a cold shower. That's like ninety part percent of the thing. And I know that's like the the underlying issue is like hey that that's what you need to fix. That's the whole point of doing this kind of thing is like you you're more disciplined or whatever. But. Um, for me, I was just losing that battle. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to compromise. And for now, you know, it's kind of like what my counselor says about like, um, he, he's like, people have like this thing called the, the, the gremlin, right? And the gremlin's always there. And it's always trying to take you from like a 10 down to like the, a lower number, right? And so people will like get on themselves and be like, oh, like I couldn't do a cold shower. And, and okay, so what's the point? Like whatever, right? And then the whole thing about the the gremlin is, is just be like, no, no, like, it's okay if you can only show up at a seven that's fine you know like if you can only show up at 75 percent, don't hate yourself for it like don't blame it or try to you know do something wrong because it's you know that's not the healthy way of doing things and so i was been kind of like using that method and just being like hey you know what i'm i'm not gonna expect i'm not gonna get like super down on myself if i don't take a fully cold shower like because then i'll just be depressed like that's not gonna help anybody so i'll just do what i can and still have you know the elements of the cold shower and, and that's so i've been doing that and it's just like you know this is okay like i still feel like i'm getting some of the benefits and like every every once in a while i'll just do like the full full blast of cold shower but and i probably will when summer picks up like when it gets hot and stuff like that like i will definitely jump back right into them but you know it's like minus 45 50 here so it's like this is this is pretty cold yeah i've kind of been trying to use it as like the i guess trying to have one healthy habit that you do all the time that mm -hmm. doesn't slip like I have, I have all sorts of things where uh, you know running or exercising or uh, eating healthy and stuff and um and I'm always slipping up with all of them you know maybe mm -hmm. I won't exercise for a while or I won't I'll 
you know, eat a f- EQ a few too many days in a row or something. <laughs> and uh, I'll be like, shit, I'm, you know, I'm, fa- I'm failing, you know. Yeah. Um, but as long as I have that one thing that I cannot fail at. That baseline. Yeah. And the cold shower is a good one because it doesn't take any extra time. It's like, it's just part of, like, I, I have to shower every morning. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll if anything is better, like because all it, it, like you said, it's faster, so you're being more efficient doing that, right? Yeah, so it actually makes you more efficient, and it just like it forces me to do something that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, yeah, I guess I've I've done it long enough now, and done it enough that even when I'm really not wanting to, I'll still force myself, force myself to do it. See, that's really um, good. Like I, I that's the biggest thing that is me is like you said, like I don't really have one thing that I do constantly consistently all the time like even down to like eating and like um going to bed or like waking up or reading a book every night like i'm always kind of at that 80 percent, never 100 percent, right and it's kind of like it's kind of annoying and i but it's just one of those things it's like man this is <laughs> this whole thing called life is so hard yeah totally no i, I it's tough man and, uh, that's what makes it fun the adversity yeah totally um yeah, I I like that it's consistent. Because um, mm-hmm. also with like with exercise, for instance, you can't really do it exactly the same every day. No, and and some days you just like the like the whole thing about my counselor saying that is like some days, um, like if your goal is to go for a walk up a hill every single day, well, that one day when it's like pouring absolute rain, like it might just not be possible. So it's like when you tie yourself into everything having to look a specific way that's when things get kind of dangerous, right? Because my, my whole thing was like, oh, I want to like put on weight or whatever, right? And so it's like, okay, well, I'm going to measure out exactly what my calories are and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to eat the same thing every day. He's like, well, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because like, what are the chances you're actually going to do that? The one time you slip up, you're just going to burn yourself so hard for it and then you just self-sabotage, right? right? So he's like, you should just, like if your goal is to like work out, just, just like a workout could be, you know, a ski like run it could be like a bike ride inside it could be like all these different things it doesn't have to be lifting weights or something like that right if you have like a very specific goal of like gaining muscle mass then yeah you have to like lift weights but you don't shouldn't hate yourself if the only thing you can do is like go do some cardio or something right interesting thing but um yeah, the I sent you a podcast this morning, um, that Lex one with uh, Cam Newton or whatever. I think that's his name, Newfield. But uh, that one is fascinating. Um, it's kind of like exactly what I'm trying to work on in terms. Of it, so he goes into like deep, deep working, I think, or something like that. And it's it's like the whole focus, like when you when you get into the zone, essentially. And so he has right. a book about that apparently, and so I bought that. I'm gonna try reading that um, as my next kind of self help book. I'm kind of in the middle of one right now, but. Hopefully I'll finish that one up in a, in a week or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, super pumped about that to figure out more about like how to get into those like states where you can just hyper focus on like one thing and just crush it, right? Right. Yeah, that's always been a well. I generally only I try to only work in those sorts of modes, um, which can I mean it takes time to get into that mode, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the only way, especially with more like quite complicated tasks, um, where you you need to be looking at a, a full project at a time or looking at a large amount of information trying to organize mm-hmm. it. Um, 
trying to keep track of everything that's going on. You kind of need the full bandwidth of your brain. Right. Or be thinking about other things. You're trying to hold all this information while also writing or, or uh, in calculations. And like it, it, he kind of goes, I haven't read the book, but he kind of was talking about it. And he, he goes into the, the things that I struggle with at work where it's like um, switching between working and then looking at your phone. Right. And you just basically destroy that, that level of like, separation or like getting an email or like a, a IM or something right and it's like these days especially now that everything's kind of moved online oh man is it hard to really just get away from some of that stuff so yeah definitely don't have YouTube open in the background <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's uh the one thing that I have done and um from that social dilemma thing that I've kind of stuck with is like all the notifications on my phone are murdered like there's nothing but the habit of just looking at your phone constantly or if you're talking to somebody that you're interested in or, or anything like that, it's like, you, it's like, oh, that is such a hard, like, addiction to beat. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, actually, that was, that was something you'd mentioned uh, uh, offline was that uh, social media thing on... Oh, yeah. Um, uh, host party. No, not host party. What was it called? Um, Clubhouse. Um, so basically okay. it's, it's kind of like a new social media, but it's different, um, in the fact that essentially what it is, and it's only for iPhones, which is why I asked if you had an iPhone, um, currently. And basically it's like Lex is on it and like Joe Rogan, like all these people. And it's, um, a, like a clubhouse is like when somebody just starts talking in an open forum about something. And so there's like a stage where like select people are chosen to like come up and talk. And then there's like the, the listeners. So it's like if some like Lex Friedman was on there, he'd be like on the stage with like five or six other people. And then the listeners would be like the 30, like 300 people that, are, that aren't allowed to speak. Right. Because it would just be like trolley. Um, but what's interesting is like it's so informal. So like some of these, there's some of them have like scheduled talks or whatever. But the cool thing is that um, these people can join whenever. And so like. Um, I haven't really used it too much, um, but you know, Lex was saying that he was—he just jumped on one of these random rooms with some people in there, and it's like all public, right? So it'd be like Bill Gates was on there, and Elon Musk was in there, and then like somebody would just join for like five, ten minutes, and it was like this super high-profile guy. Um, they had the whole discussion around like Robin Hood and and the Wall Street spat thing about GME. Like the CEO of Robin mm -hmm. was on there, then Elon Musk joined, and he was like chirping him, and then Mark Cuban was on there too, and like all these like famous people. And you're just in the same room as them and and like it's just a chat and then it's it's like so informal that that they just leave they're like they leave when oh, oh hey i'm just grabbing coffee so i jumped on this real quick and it's like whoa mm. so it's like a real connection with like these people and it's just like man that's that's pretty sweet um, yeah a little more real time than yeah Twitter and, or whatever and it's they talk about that in the latest podcast too um lex and the cam guy um and it's really interesting is it, is, sorry is it all like is it all text-based or is it audio? No, it's all audio. No video, all audio. And so it's oh. it's a uh, it's really cool because like it's there's some really dynamic things that happen and you have no idea when somebody rant like cool is gonna join like a room. Um, like I said, Bill Gates and just like holy crap, like what? Like it's just how do how do people get like mo uh, uh, <clears throat> motivated? Um, like promote it to be the speaker. Oh, so basically, it's, like a... yeah. So essentially, um, you anybody that has the app can create a room, right? And so if I was to create a room and I was chatting with you, 
which is what I thought we maybe I should actually do, but I don't think you have. I don't, it depends on whatever. Um, and let's just say Elon Musk was just like, oh, I want to join this random room. Then he could, and then I could promote him to a speaker. But normally what happens is like, um, I'm not sure if there's like a way of telling like who's like important to like high profile or whatever, right? But uh, whoever owns the room can do whatever they want. And so if it's a scheduled talk, like Lex is going to do something, he would be on there and then maybe somebody wants to just come and join or whatever. And he'd be like, oh, well, that's Joe Rogan. Sure, let's just let him in. Or maybe there's, I, like I haven't used it 100% myself. And so I think there's probably something that's just like, oh, you're not famous enough to just do whatever you want. So, I, <laughs> But I think it's kind of also just like, oh, this person has joined. And it's like, oh, you can just invite them up to the stage or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm guessing there's like a, you tie it to something so that it, is it like, it's not anonymous, obviously. Like everybody's. You are like, who like, you are you. Like, like it's like a Facebook or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like if somebody's like, I'm Joe Rogan, there's like a. Well, they would find like out real a, quick when he, when he starts speaking, he's not Joe Rogan or whatever. <laughs> um, that's true. <laughs> and, and so like it is. And so there must be like a verification. Like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, um, it's probably verified. System. Yeah. But like, I haven't used it, but it's just kind of interesting. Like, and, and he goes into talking about how it's addicting for the people um, like himself, like, like the kind of like the celebrity sort of thing. It's addicting to them because there's no schedule. And so like, if they're just doing something, they'll just jump on and just like start shooting the shit with somebody. Um, or what somebody Lex was saying was like, somebody will ask him a question and he'll want to like respond. And so like, it's addicting to him because he gets intellectually questions and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's kind of like an open forum and everybody's kind of talking about different topics and stuff. Yeah. It's like a, like a live open forum podcast yeah it's like constantly like um conventions essentially right like, yeah. and and just a um what are they a platform of people no uh like that though whatever that word is a collection of people that you would i guess platform yeah i guess that's the thing yeah. um and so it, it's just kind of interesting um i think you would really like the latest like podcast or i know you're starting from different areas but that one i was like this is uh, well no sometimes i sometimes i'll push them up if they're or i'll, I'll like it i don't have a hard rule i'd like to see your, your internal <laughs> um, review system i generally like uh I'll, I'll listen to podcasts for a huge chunk of time and then i'll listen to audiobooks for yeah. a huge chunk of time i, I, I get the same ebb and flow i've been on audiobooks lately so i haven't listened to any podcasts for a little bit um but uh what was i gonna say um Oh yeah, the whole GME thing. Have you followed that from the beginning, or? Uh, kind of, sort of. I I have too. I've been in that Wall Street bets like subreddit for like years, and most of the time it's just like yeah. entertainment of just like people. You know, I just love them. It's like a whole separate thing. Then that popped like off. Seeing people having taking huge losses and yeah, huge gains. Yeah, and stuff, exactly, right? and and just like on yeah. the most ridiculous things, like, um, that guy who put fifty thousand dollars down on GME. D or something because he thought it was the same thing but it wasn't <laughs> but it, and so he like posted yeah, like I'm I with you guys and, and then he's guys like that's not the right one man <laughs> but yeah you just dropped like 50 grand into like who knows what the fuck <laughs> some, some penny stock wait a minute yeah so I uh that's so funny and then I actually, oh actually like okay I, I bought some stock at the top <laughs> so I'm uh so did I. Oh my god, really? At four hundred, man. Oh, you're at four hundred. <laughs> Mine is at three fifty. Yeah. You're at the, the okay. I don't think I got the four hundred. Maybe it's four hundred Canadian, but I'm at the tip top as well. So I'm with you. <laughs> um, do you still have it? Yeah. I'm just trying to. Uh, actually, right. Yeah. So what I what I've been trying to do because, 
like at first I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna hold because that like yeah. fuck the man or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but at this point, I'm trying to like make back my losses by like uh, I figured out the whole like limit buy and limit sell. Oh yeah. System. Okay. What are you using? Well, simple. Where you can just be like, yeah. Um, and so I've just been like slowly making back money just with GME, just by like every time it goes down to like 115, I'll buy a couple stocks, and then every time it goes like to 125, I'll sell them. Yeah. Oh my god. Because <laughs> it's so volatile, right? Yeah, it's all yeah. over the place. So almost every day, I make like 20 bucks or whatever. Paper-handed bitch. That's what happened. <laughs> Still holding yeah, basically. <laughs> On the same ones. Yeah, I was I was like this close to selling. How many like, stock oh, do you have? Two, so six hundred bucks in. Yeah, so that's that's what I had too. I had two. <laughs> so now I still I've just like going up two and down two every day basically. That's, pretty, that's not a bad idea. I, riding. You don't they like charge riding you volatility. Like, um, transaction fees though. Yeah, it's the um the conversion. The transaction fee is. Yeah, it's how much you'd, it would cost. I think it's 1%. Oh, okay. So, so you're kind of losing a little bit every trade, but it's not that much. Yeah, I don't think it's enough to mm -hmm. really even matter. Yeah, see, I'm on Quest Trade, like not through Simple, And so things. it's a bit of a different structure, I think. Um, but I honestly don't think it's that bad either. I know Simple bones you for exchange currencies, but um, that's about it. I think they're one of the better ones. I would use that one if, if it was like kind of around and popular when i signed up for quest trade a few years ago but um yeah no i'm i tell all my friends just do exactly the opposite of what i do and you'd probably do pretty good <laughs> honestly it's just been really good for like learning about like like this whole gme thing if anything it's just like it's um educated a shit ton of people that knew nothing about yeah. the stock market before and also just like the whole principle of like screw you guys like you know like you rich billionaires were bullying this company and just short over shorted themselves which i don't even know how that's possible and then yeah it's not supposed to be legal that's yeah. okay so that what this the whole thing it's actually quite disturbing because it shows you just how um you cannot trust any media at all yeah no definitely like definitely not like it it blew my mind i was like i was on the subreddit right for like a lot like like yeah basically right around when it was kind of first starting yeah it joined um it just because it was coming up onto the front page of reddit yeah yeah uh like i i joined months ago um but uh but the fact that you could have a really good idea of the state of the subreddit right and then you'd go online on on you'd go on to a news site and they'd be like uh wall street bets is now like putting all their money into silver and you're like uh yeah no they're ridiculous. not this is a, it's like literally is a nobody is yeah that, there's like the craziest lie i've ever seen and then you look and you see that citadel is like yeah. one of the biggest owner or like a huge owner of silver it's like holy shit like there is some crazy corruption going Dude, on here even... and i'm seeing it and it's so blatant and of course 99 of the population isn't on wall street bets so they don't yeah, so they know don't that it's know. straight lies and so they just think it's true no but the the worst Man. one the worst thing is when robin hood was like hey you guys can't buy this stock anymore and it's like what like that is not a thing that can ever happen like how is that not the i think most... it was the same it was like this it was the same day i bought in yeah same here it was the day that yeah. robin hood robin hood limited the buying 
Yeah, and, and ruined it. Like the it was, thing. It was, yeah, it was gonna like it was skyrocketing, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, we had to stop because of all the volatility." You're like, "No, like, you didn't. Uh, You're owned by Citadel." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was Man, the, so like the upset. Paper, like the paper trail is is like perfect. Like it, it it just it shows just how much corruption there is, and it and it's it's disturbing. It's it terrifying it's like because see, nothing has happened yet. And you see the. The man on the news just straight lying, yeah. like spewing complete trash. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like, wow, I guess I can't, I can't trust any source of media. It'd be like some it's, random was, website was just like, oh, Redditors are selling this stock, find out why. It's like, no, we're not. Like, everybody's holding. Like, everybody wants to buy more, but you, you literally can't buy anymore. Like, yeah, like I, I, I already didn't have, like, any faith in um, media, in media news outlets, um, but this... This is the first time I've ever seen it be not just biased, but straight corruption. Yeah, like just just like, hey, we are going to pay you and you're going to say exactly what we want you to say. Yeah, it's it actually like like I I generally don't get like upset about things, especially in the news. But man, pissed me off. It made me feel like I was living in like dystopian future. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I I, I got a new I got a new phone um, in, in the coming in the mail. I think it just arrived. Like, oh, let's see it. Grab go it. grab it. I got an S21 Ultra. Go, go grab her. Yeah, oh. And shit. She's going to get it right now. Oh, I see. Nice. From uh, Jetson. Tell us. Is it? Ooh. Let's take a look. Yeah, I think so. Work unboxing. Ooh. Oh. Watch it be like some fucking stupid <laughs> business card. Did you get me a knife? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so freaking excited for this thing. I haven't had a top of the line phone since I was well, never actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said since I was. I've never had a top of the line phone. You used I, to have I had some an nice S6 razors thing. or whatever the hell they were. <laughs> I had a, a razor. You mean like like a Motorola razor? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you have like one of those like touchscreen? Yeah, I had or... a Motorola razor. Yeah. No, it wasn't touchscreen. <laughs> well, you did have like that, like I had LG like I had the something. original. I had the original Motorola Razor when it, but that shit was like three years old at the time, and and like that was a flip phone, man. I do remember <laughs> you had one of the coolest phones for like the like six months. You had the best phone of our group, and it was like an LG. Or it, it was a touchscreen one, um, and it was just like, whoa, this oh, is was really the cool. Ex- the Xperia. An Xperia. Yeah, X-Men. that's what it was. Yeah, it was that that was a that was a Sony one. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Um, I know, and I I kept going down like the black BlackBerry route, being like, oh, nice told that it was going to be like the greatest thing and then I'd get it and it'd be like this crappy phone that nobody else was buying. And I was like, no. So yeah. I was bad at picking stocks even yeah. back then, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, um, the next time I have like a, an actual amount of money that I can like actually like with. for real invest and not in some like crazy Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight Just, to just the... like meme stock. Crazy shit. I mean, yeah, no, I, I think I'll, I'll like, thinking you, it, it's smart to probably go into like AMD and NVIDIA and Intel because they're like, those three only compete with each other. Yeah. I, right? if you want to, so like, make... one's loss will be another one's gain. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say this for legality yeah, purposes. Pretty safe, but... This is not financial yeah. advice. But um, yeah. if you actually want to make any money, like, the way to do she it is ooh, nice. Look at that. Holy shit, how many cameras on the back? Oh, it's like half the screen. Yeah. Half the back is cameras. 
Yeah, dude, this thing is next level. That's sweet. I heard it takes unreal photos. I'm so excited for this thing. Okay, Hell yeah. I'm just going to put it down right now. Just drop it. I'm scared. Yeah, just, just just break it, right? That was the first thing today. Oh, I've even turned it on. With that coffee maker that I got, the handle broke <laughs> inside my house, and so the box just fell over, and I was like, oh my god. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, but I was saying, uh, if you want to make, like, relatively passive money like like consistent seven like outperformed the stock market like the one percent like seven eight percent that's kind of like the, the gain right um etfs are the way to go man yeah. that is yeah like yeah i've made um, so much consistency with those that's what uh, warren buffett yeah a while back had made like a made that bet with some it was like a i don't remember how much it was it was a huge amount of money just like mm -hmm. made a bet with a with someone that uh that ETFs would just outperform in, stock pickers know, or whatever. A few years or whatever. That that ETFs would would outperform uh, hedge funds. Yeah. Yeah, or like any kind of. And uh, they have he's to. Right. Like like it, they over over time, they always win. Yeah, and so that's kind of it's like definitely. Yeah. That's why I do it. You have to look at like the stock Anything market that, is two different ways. There's the gambling, and then there's just basically your seven or eight percent, and like. Yeah, you know, I'd say I'd say like during like. During like the most stable of time, that is absolutely the case, and it's probably even the case all the time. But um, right now, I think there are some um, opportunities, especially because of COVID, uh, where like putting some money into like Air Canada and mm -hmm. Cineplex, and, like stuff where it's like you know that it's going to go up yeah. once things open up again. Yeah. But um, conversely, anything that at least hasn't anything that hasn't gone under at least yeah just, like, but conversely like, you could just put that money in like an aircraft etf you know like you can like like this you're still like picking right. a specific air canada versus WestJet or something like that that's kind of speculation unless you know inside stuff but if you believe in the industry then you can right. just target that industry's kind of etf right all it is is just a collection of funds and you might end up making like your 13 percent. you're not going to make your 60 percent. like if you banked it all on one and made a shitload of money but you're definitely making more and you know it's more consistent and safe approach um so i would always right. recommend that a large percentage of your cash goes into like these etfs and then you have just some kind of fuck you money you know like to waste on gme and just for fun buy at the top sell exactly low, you know? well that's like <laughs> like buying two freaking stocks or whatever exactly yeah. like I, would, I would never like some of the people on reddit it's just like 200 grand into gme or like or or millions of dollars dude like, that there's, deep a, there's value a lot guy, of posts 50 grand like a yeah. year ago up 46 million dollars and he still never sold he lost 20 you know, and million crashed and dollars still never, and he's like, still holding <laughs> that man is a living meme he is he's i mean like the, the thing is is he's like such legend at this point that it doesn't even like his like the money's doesn't even matter no. he's just doing whatever he wants at this point i think he's probably independently wealthy already like, he had 50 grand to just him. shove into something so exactly um and i think he's yeah he's like a financial guy like he knows well he definitely follows it like he did have like he the, the crazy thing is that he picked that stock like like he had for a long time was telling like he would do live streams and stuff like that and be like i like this stock and that was the meme is like he oh, really he believed in it I, like, yeah exactly i think like he really believed in it although <laughs> i think there's there's like videos of him like like rolling <laughs> dice and stuff on stock like he, or uh, i know i it was a magic eight ball there's like a video oh, of him yeah. using a magic eight ball to like make his next like stock bet that's hilarious so, although I don't, I don't know to a certain extent he's probably like 
He's well informed and also living the meme. Like he's yeah, oh yeah, like very much. Uh, it is one hundred percent true that he might have done okay, but he only did so good because he took off as a meme. Like that was like the like people caught on to being like, oh fuck the hedge funds, and then all of a sudden it was just like he was also a meme at the same time. So it was just kind of like this thing where this dude was doing like, it, I, it, man, if I was a hedge fund, it would be terrifying because you basically have this snowball that is rolling and it's not gonna stop because like they, they gained like six million subscribers in like a week and so like all of it yeah. was going and then like all of the news is getting to him and then he's making more money which in turn makes people more excited plus they're taking down the big guy so it's just like this like if they didn't close robin hood down man i would have loved to see what would have happened like it would probably be at like like seven hundred dollars now because that would have just kept going and then they killed it yeah. on a friday and that ruined momentum yeah of course and everybody has the whole weekend to just do nothing and well, and the, the, the it worst loses, thing it is loses that, the, the energy. Well, yeah. and and the, the when when Robinhood killed off the sellers or the the buying, they they still allowed the holding corporation to um, shovel out some things. So like they they had this period where the hedge funds could do stuff, but people couldn't, and it's just like, yeah. that is not okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and the amount of misinformation over that weekend. Oh like, yeah! Holy like shit! That silver stuff was freaking the hilarious. News was silver stuff, and also like the amount of bots and yeah, stuff yeah. that were on Wall Street bets. Like they were creating bots to say things and then reporting on the things the bots yeah, said. Yeah. Like that is a level of like 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 intellectual warfare. And, like like that's yeah, what it was. It is. There was there was legitimate intellectual warfare happening on a subreddit. It was nuts. In like fifty years, it's gonna be really interesting. What like the whole. Like, you know, after this has been sitting for 10 years and then after they had some documentation and stuff like that. And so you'd be like, man, Russia actually had like $600 million funneled to them by Robin Hood and put on a bunch of hackers and stuff. It's Dude, I'd wild. love to see that shit. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk to you, which is totally related to this and our other conversation, is mm -hmm. that um, that other podcast I listen to with Lex. Uh, I really like Lex, but you know, obviously. I'm telling you, man, um, he's the bomb. He's he is great. the bomb. And uh, he did a whole thing on um, AI, but this stock picking um, AI. So uh, Nero something, um, I can't remember, it's a weird name, but there's they do like these challenges, like essentially how it works is they give you the data and then you can use it to build like predictions and then you sell the prediction, like you, you in order to give them your predictions, you have to like invest in the company sort of thing. So it's like, like it's so it kind of like gets rid of just like spammers and stuff like that so you have to really believe that your trades are going to make it well um and so it's, it's like a really interesting thing and i was like whoa so he does like competitions and stuff like that and like people uh this dude who like works at like nasa just like built one and then he was like one of the top like winners on the site or whatever because he just like built this thing that was predicting like really well so i was like damn that's really interesting yeah that's really cool i guess yeah you, you i mean the stock market has so much data yeah um you can harness that you can make really good predictors for box yeah which is which is such a weird thing because like you can't really predict like that is like it's like how like why is this doing is it just completely bullshit but then there's also that other article where they just literally took a monkey and like had him make predictions and like that was outperforming us at like the fucking <laughs> standards and pours for like a little bit so i don't, I don't understand it you know yeah, I think there's there's a lot of luck, and also, I mean, the because you, the economy itself is kind of consistently growing, um, even some ran, even random 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Pains at some point. Well, and, and one of the things interesting that he said was like the overtraining is really bad for that because then, you know, it, it, it kind of loses the ability to predict things that might not be like valuable. Like, like the computer would never be able to predict COVID. Right. And so like, right. So it's really, I don't know. It's really quite cool. What you, what people are doing now with like the AI and stuff and um, kind of what I was saying before, like, Oh, maybe this was, I forgot to mention, but um, like what we're doing now by using like Keras and all that kind of stuff to do that, that's pretty much what a programmer does. Like, I don't know what the things Keras and stuff are doing. Like that first kind of session that we had, like I was lost for a lot of it, but mm -hmm. you don't need to know, right? And that's basically what programming is as the trade. You use the tools that are created for you and you are able to harness the outputs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it comes to like making the prediction more efficient that's when things get tricky right if you wanted to go from that 78 percent to like the 85 it's like okay now you got to get in there and like change your weights and stuff like that or whatever that's the hard stuff right yeah yeah i, I know um it's the guy that's in uh, open ai or one of those like big ones yeah i can't remember his name i mean he's kind of working on like different data structures even um where like you know we're using tensors mm -hmm. which are the are the main the primary data structure for this type of um computation which right. are basically just like big big vectors right that they can multiply parallel parallel parallelized processes for multiplying big vectors together and stuff doing very uh, matrix multiplication and stuff um and they've you know now GPUs have actual you know tensor tensor mm -hmm. cores and things that are dedicated to that particular data structure and that's speeding up the process a whole bunch. But there's other structures that are sort of like non uh, multiple like larger dimensional structures that are maybe like based on trees and graphs right. and stuff that are um, that have the potential to be more representative of a brain. Um, I don't know. It, it changed, <laughs> like the whole architecture would change, but yeah. Again, at this point, like we, we just like, that's not something we're interested in. No, I, I don't. I'm not worried about uh, the current data structure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to, you know, train something to do something cool. Yeah, uh, I think and it then, would be. You know, if if we do master the whole engineering of it, then yeah, it would be cool to learn how to, or, or just start taking some cracks at the actual theory yeah like i think i think what i could see us happening to us is like we would find a project that we like actually become somewhat more passionate about and we're like oh we actually want to get this down to a higher level of prediction right like um mm -hmm. and at that point that's probably when it's like okay well now we need to like dig into what the hell's going on and um but you know while we're figuring stuff out it's nice that you don't have to do that right because that's what like mm -hmm. i would say that's a big problem in programming is that concept like people think that they need to have an understanding of everything and then they get so hung up on like trying to learn that and then they just get so overwhelmed or they they just feel like they can't do it and then they just kind of give up but it's like no you don't you don't need to but of course you need that you need the experience to know that you don't need that knowledge right like it's right so it's, it's kind of a, a catch-22 right but um yeah have have you heard of gans i i, I Lex Friedman talks about it, or it comes up in his podcast quite it's a like bit. like General Ad... Oh, no. Yeah, General Adversarial... Or, sorry, Generative Adversarial Networks. No. Those are, they're the 
the um, architecture that they used to make like super realistic looking faces and fakes oh, and stuff. Cool. Um, and essentially, they're just it's one neural network that's fed into another, and one is like a a um, generator, and one is a discriminator. Hmm. So like one gets trained for one makes like makes faces or like makes a fake depending on what you want i mean you yeah. can make it so that's like we want it to produce pictures that look like trump or something so you have like <laughs> yeah. a bunch of data that's that's like trump and not trump right <laughs> and then you can you can have it feed uh you, so you just have it like produce some random fucking picture that doesn't look anything like them yeah um and then you feed those pixels into a discriminator something that's been trained to basically do what we I've already did. been working on this that, that discriminates between two things. Yeah, yes mm. or no. Um, and then you you train the thing. So and then and then you use like the the basically the same like cost function for both. They're kind of like so it's kind of like feeding itself until it gets it right. Exactly. Whoa. So you you train it until so you you the discriminator is being trained uh, and being rewarded when um, it finds when something that's it, not correct. When it, when it gets it not correct and the other one is being rewarded when it when gets, it, gets it, it correct when it fools <laughs> the other one right so like one right. you're maximizing one way one you're maximizing the other way and they just feed off of each other until it produces such good images that the discriminator can't tell and then when you look at the image you can't tell <laughs> that's holy crap that's insane it's nuts that is it's so cool so it's they work so well and and what's so cool about them like the thing that blows my mind is that they're really not old at all and if you look at the guy that created them like he's a young guy really um yeah i think he's uh ian goodfellow i think is the guy that's that made him. so insane like yeah. i can't even yeah oh, ian goodfellow oh i've yeah, seen this, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. this dude he invented them like young guy the one thing actually this is interesting because uh i was looking at somebody else and Wikipedia popped up and it was like this H index. And I was like, what the hell is it? People have like stats. That's kind of cool. And I went into that. So I just saw that. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah. I have heard about this yeah. guy. Yeah, he's legit. He's 34. Um, yeah, 34. And he's in, he's already invented a piece of technology that probably going to change the way we view, well, proof, I guess. Because like it. I think GANs are going to get to the point where, well, I mean, they're already almost there. Yeah. I, a human can't, like the images are already at the point where I can't yeah. tell real from not real. So as soon as the, the technology gets better for um, video. Yeah. Well, I don't be able to tell the real from not real. And then that's the craziest part is that, is that so that there's, um, there's methods to determine if it's, if it was generated by a computer right. or not. Right. So you can say, oh, okay, well, this the news will just tell me that this is fake or not. But what Except it? that if you can fake the news, <laughs> yeah, you can fake the news telling you that it's real. Yeah. Right? Well, what? Well, but you can create like multiple levels of deep fakes to yeah. the point where you can literally just believe what you want to, or yeah. just you can't believe anything ever again. Really. Well, that's uh, a <laughs> like they they have audio. Um, like I don't know if but Joe Rogan because he has so much data they have a really good model of his voice and it is freaky how like I can still tell but like it was like yeah. a, like six months old was I was just like just talking about like chimp meat and yeah like, yeah chimp chimp hockey <laughs> yeah, or something exactly yeah and it, yeah it was really good 
almost indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Like if if you were told that it maybe just not a great recording, yeah. But you'd be like, oh, probably, interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's that sounds like him. Just well, like if you like didn't know who he was, um, it's obviously not a robot. It is a human, right? So it's just like it's like, oh, okay, that's who Joe Rogan is. He just talks about chimps and hockeys and stuff like that. It's like it's like the the scary thing that I was gonna say is um the the if it's news it is up to the news people whether or not they want to tell you that it's a fake or not right so even if like it's up to them okay they could just fake an interview but somebody has to say that was faked and then we have to believe that person like or or the fact that it's not obvious is going to be the freaky thing you know yeah but it's pretty crazy um yeah i mean you know part of me is like freaked out about it and part of me is like oh man this is time to be alive i feel <laughs> i'm kind of optimistic so awesome. like i i think yeah, that yeah there's enough people I think, there. like the media like the media will probably try to take advantage of it um well they take advantage of everything though exactly the thing is is i think the media will lose its i hope anyway that the majority of people will just uh maybe see examples like what happened with gme um yeah see examples where it falls into their wheelhouse you know and and they go oh wait a minute like the media is completely unrepresentative of reality mm-hmm. well and this <laughs> this clubhouse thing is um again it's all from the same lex i'm basically just repeating what he's saying but um <laughs> uh, it's interesting because he says that the the news hate clubhouse because essentially um they've bypassed the reporter like in order to have like an interview you have to schedule it you got to set something up you got to show up you got to do that or whether it's on zoom or whatever and then they you talk to them or whatever but now it's just oh i'm just gonna jump into a room they have no like they don't even have the time to like to like catch on because there's no scheduling right it's just literally elon musk is in the room now and so you basically have to hire like a shitload of interns to just like follow elon musk on clubhouse just to like see when he's gonna do something right and so they, they don't like it because, and so they're slamming it because they don't like it. They're not posting about it, that kind of stuff, right? So it's kind of like, it's corrupt in its own sense, but that's just the way capitalism, I guess, in, that's just the way it is, I guess, right? Yeah, they're just like, I mean, they're just failing. It's a failing business model. Yeah, it's it's old and it's, it, it would be so much more valuable if somebody, like what would be cool is if there was like an AI run media, you know, where it's like, I don't have a bias, but that's the thing. You'd have to train it so that it wouldn't have a bias. Like, how do you do that, right? Because the person building it, you know. Like... And I don't, I don't know if you've like noticed, but there is a a lot of articles that are not written by people already. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, I have really, heard it's about like, that. Like most, not most, but it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you can kind of get a taste for it even on Reddit. You know, those like bots that are made for like. The, uh, bots that just extract and reduce um, the size of articles. Um, they, like I, I've been, I've read, especially when it comes to like game news and stuff. Um, you'll read an article and you'll be like, you know what? There's something kind of weird about this article. Mm-hmm. Can't really put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel it's like really it's make... actually really telling me. Yeah, anything. <laughs> like anything. It's like I think this was generated. Uh just to be like especially with stuff where um i I, the worst is like iphone rumors or like like rumor articles yeah rumor articles where there is nothing new it's just all rehashed stuff and it's and it's all 
all fake I'm and sure wrong. It's generated. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think it's actually necessarily like, um, false or anything. I think it's just generated. Mm. It's just a bunch of like empty. Just trying to get views. Just like re rejigged words. Like just just to get you on the page so that they can load their ads and then just capitalize from that. Yeah. This is such a very um, interesting. That's a different type of neural network. That's the um. Uh, what is it called? Sequential ones, where they it can do uh, language generation. Mm. You can feed them. You can feed them like the entirety of Shakespeare, right? And then they'll just start spewing Shakespeare, like new Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> That's so like this sounds sounds like Shakespeare, and it has like narrative structures like Shakespeare. Yeah, but it's completely new. It's freaky. It is one thing I I don't have an understanding of, but I also I don't it's kind of off topic I don't know, but you you heard of that library of something or other, that thing where like it houses every single possible thing ever, um, library of yeah, it's called the internet. No 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 no. <laughs> um, it's like this thing where um website that has everything library oh, of babel actually, i think i might know what you're talking about and is it oh is it the it's like just it's randomly generated text or something yeah right? but it contains everything but it's like so but it starts a large yeah it's such a large data set that it actually contains like every like every you can find every book or every yeah so like up to 3200 characters you can type it and it will find where that is and like right it's kind of like like pi right like yeah yeah exactly we, like your your social insurance number is in pi but that's because it's infinite like yeah it's, it's there i just don't know where it is but this is i mean this is essentially not infinite but but i don't understand how that works like it's and i think you can like download the whole i'm not sure but it, it's such a weird like I don't know. I'm guessing what it is is it's a, it's like a seed-based random thing. So you can basically download the the seed or mm. the kernel or whatever, um, and it can basically generate up until that point. Like you can find stuff. I I don't really know how that would work, but like I it, can see that being like a smart, yeah, hack, I don't know, it's just, kind of thing that you could do. Just blows my mind, like how. Cause like if I if this was me, I would just take whatever string they had, generate a bunch of random shit, and be like, "Hey, I found it," and then just you know, be like, "This is live." Oh yeah, I'm just like, make it. Yeah, but there's yeah, gotta be a way to validate that. One hundred quadrillion and seventy four. Here yeah. it is. Exactly. Boom. Good luck trying it to <laughs> prove us wrong. Yeah. But if you go up that same thing, it's like somewhere in that is like the explanation of the universe. You know, and it is gonna be correct because it it's like what. That's so freaky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to prove that, though. I'm not sure if that's a provable, like a, like the pi one, for instance. If you like, right? Maybe there are sequences that cannot that cannot happen in pi. Mm. Um, like it's an infinite sequence, but, we don't know. but it, that doesn't that doesn't mean that it doesn't have some kind of repetition or some kind of patterns in it. Um, I mean, you need. I don't know if that's even provable. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. But it's, it's uh, yeah, that's cool. People are weird, man. People are weird. I'm trying to like, 
I don't know. I'm trying to like slowly read math books too in the background. Oh my god! Got, how? I got this. Got this, I got this little book on the graph theory. Is it like a really small one? Working like my way through. A few pages. Yeah, it's small. And uh, it's not a few page. It's like a hundred pages or something. I might. I might. Is it got like a really colorful cover on it? Uh, no. I have like a couple books on math. Graph theory. It's like it's a small book, but um, and they got one on number theory too. Just gotta get through a couple of library books and I'll be back. Are they like the book. same type of book, like the same kind of theme, like whatever, or no? Uh yeah, it might be actually. Uh, different authors. Oh okay okay no, no this same, is like might be the same publishers. Oh, maybe. I, I found like, these two small, like, I mean, small physically. They're like these, it's like a pocketbook to like mathematics. And it's, like, this one's. Yeah, okay. Just grab it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Yeah, I got Okay. Ah, okay, okay. No, that's not the same one. I'll have to find these because it is like is like I guess some publisher did a series where they just took like oh this is physics in like the past hundred years this is math and the, like the and it kind of goes through like all of like okay. the different things and so it was like a themed thing that looks like an actual like right. introduction or whatever. Right, I got one on number theory too. That's pretty cool. I think they I think these are the same publisher though. They they look very similar. Actually, the exact same size. So they must be. <laughs> um. And same text and everything. They're still pretty rigorous, I think. These, are, like, they're not easy. Um, we should do a book club. But I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I'll a, be down. Like a, a non-fiction book club. <laughs> like, I'd read one of those books. Sure. That'd be sweet. And we just chat about it. Yeah. I guess that would um, be... Actually, yeah. The introduction. The introduction of this one is really, really good. That's interesting. I, yeah, I imagine. Pure, pure math. If it's like, <laughs> I'd be like halfway through the book, and you'd be like, "Man, what did you think of this chapter?" Like, dude, I don't know. I'm just reading letters, man, on a page now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've read books like that, um, especially, um, like some philosophy and or or uh, not philosophy or like logic books. Right. I I'd like to. I really want to understand logic so I can understand mm. uh, the uh, Gödel's incompleteness theorem and stuff. Um, but uh, not like philosophical water. I, I it's the same thing, but the just like the really really complex math. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty sweet. Have a decent first understanding super of rigorous proofs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's tough though. Just I'm trying to find a place to start. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I got I got this like uh, this book. It's called uh, Go like Godel without too many tears or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it's uh still way over my head <laughs> it's like it just starts off and it's like kind of it already kind of assumes you have some kind of logic background right. logic and I'm like man i'm already completely lost oh yeah it's like a simple um, red book with just total without one. too many tears and that's it like that's terrifying like there's nothing else to it it's just you, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into yep like 100 pages and within like the first 10 pages i was like well i can't read this <laughs> i need more background <laughs> that's that's insane. This is not an introduction yeah and it's it, it even says like it's supposed to be it, it can be read by people that don't have much background it's like no i'm sorry like i i think i'm 
I think like I like I have some background in math and I have no idea what's going That's on. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like physically, yes, I could read every word on the page, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. Another one I was trying to uh, I got the audiobook for um and I listened to the whole thing but I <laughs> uh, was is the the Tractatus by uh Fichtenstein. Tractatus. Um, oh, Tractatus. logical it philosophicus. Yeah, that's it. That it was it was mentioned by uh Joshua Bach in his Lux Friedman podcast that that uh German dude. Hmm. The German uh, right, I right. don't know. It's, I it's did really funny, but uh but uh I was like, Oh cool. He like he talked about it. He was like, Oh it's, yeah, it's really unique because it's like it doesn't really like I don't know, it's laid out differently than most um philosophy books. Yeah. And <laughs> I got the audiobook and was listening and I was like, Yeah, I'm completely fucking <laughs> lost in this. <laughs> no idea what's going on. It's, it's also really rigorous. It's well it's just very um I guess I don't know how to explain it. It'd be it's like low level language, but for but for human language. Right. Interesting. So it's like if you think about like low level computer language, the way it gets like super super specific, very difficult to know really what's going on. Right. It's like that. Eh? Uh, it's like that. Huh. It's like super low level trying to explain certain <laughs> aspects of the world and like our perception and stuff but it's so low level that <laughs> it's really hard to have any idea yeah it's like one of those things where it's so simple but in order for you to understand you need to know what like it's like explaining a subject as simple but you can only go so simple before it's just like you you, you can't there's no you can't it's not a simple subject <laughs> i think you you also have to take it very rigorously word by word I uh, probably mm. can't audiobook it. Right, I see. Yeah, <laughs> um, can't like tune out for like I'm a minute to, like... and then tune back in and be like, I'm exactly. Off. You tune out for like three seconds and you're completely lost. Holy. So it's like it requires 100% bandwidth and you got to be. Yeah, it's a it's a particular type of reading. Right. That I've yet master. That's is that insane. like really complex? Um, I don't know. I well, I like you. I, I guess certain types of that, that kind of thing it takes practice yeah like I, sure. i'm pretty good at reading papers at this point and there's a lot of complicated stuff in papers but there you get used to that sort of structure mm -hmm. and ways of extracting what's necessary to understand and then you can kind of read the whole thing and right but uh with this kind of thing it's it's like that but it's so much longer that it's harder to see that structure right yeah you can't you have to like finish it and like by that time your brain's probably exhausted because you're just like trying to it's like it's like a super yeah. heavy lift right it's like i just can't yeah. do this because i haven't lifted it enough so it's like yeah I, I see what you're saying it's low level but what you're reading doesn't make sense because yeah interesting yeah it just it takes a it's a different type of thinking yeah i think also in our modern age uh teaching has gotten really fucking good yeah <laughs> or, or at least like the clarity at which concepts are taught tends to be extremely well done right um to the point where and and so you 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 read these old texts um from like the early 1900s or or 1800s even and or or really old you know you can read old stuff and it's it's put it's explained in a way that maybe they were more used to right yeah um, for sure or maybe it's a little less direct 
Um, I don't know, it, but it could just be the author hard. too. Like it could just be that specific interpretation, and you or, know, like yeah, or maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am, or or maybe uh, I don't think it's that. Maybe, I think you nailed it when you're just like it's just that skill that you need to work on, right? Like everything yeah. is is a skill, and if you've never read something like that, it's like man. But at the same time, it's like what is the beginning? Like where do where do I start to go to and how do you have the time in the world? Like, how is there people that are 34 and making these goddamn things, right? Like, yeah, I don't get that. Like, I think uh, part of it actually is, uh, it seems to be that every single one of these people that are making these incredible contributions at a very young age like this, mm -hmm. um, like Ian Goodfellow, that guy, I, I think a lot of them are like at MIT and they're at these, and I think they come from Generally, okay, I mean, huge generalization, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time they come from rich families um, where education has been really valued from a young age. So they're mm -hmm. they're kind of put into, in the same way that when I was put into AP, I just started doing better. Right, I see. You're so, in an environment where excelling is the norm. Right, I see. Yeah, and it becomes your sense. norm. And I, think, um, and I think also when you're at places like MIT, they know the order of things to do right to teach it's more you efficient order. they know yeah yeah they they know the books to to read in what order yeah and i guess like the um, professors there are like kinda... the best in the world like you know yeah yeah exactly you're probably not gonna get to the tractatus until you've taken until you've read a whole bunch of other stuff and you've you've kind of built up this very true um like you take logic and i think second year you take like mathematical logic and mm -hmm. you take number theory and you take all these sort of mathematical um kind of abstract thinking courses and then you can apply that to more and more and more it, it's funny because it, you learn all these abstract things and then as you go you start to be able to apply those more and more right. to the actual world yeah no doubt um, i think man if i had like all the money in the world i think i would literally just like hire somebody to be like i don't know anything and i want to learn a lot more things so like just just <laughs> yeah. live in my house i'll pay for everything and just like just teach me how to get to that like you know how just to know everything. yeah it's like a private university of just like one person you know yeah that'd be pretty cool. yeah i wonder about people like elon musk right where he clearly knows extremely vast amount of knowledge yeah and um, like like space and, and you hear his engineers well you hear his engineers like a tesla or or especially when it comes to like self-driving and mm -hmm. stuff like that talk about him and how he'll he knows first principles he knows the basics yeah and like he still is an engineer we'll make, he says like by his own admission like and a good one yeah yeah it's like holy crap he's a really good engineer a mechanical and, and electrical i guess and computer he yeah like he, he just knows how things work mm -hmm. um which is <laughs> really amazing. Uh, you but don't see that, but it, it's weird. Like, how how does somebody get to that point when they're as busy as him? But mm -hmm. or how do you keep um up? Yeah, like like I and I think I think it's kind of it it might get easier once you are at that level of success, right? Because then it's like, okay, I can just hire assistants and I can just hire these and like they can just tell me what I need to do. But that like middle stage where he like started PayPal and like, or whatever it was at first. And then like, like, you know, sold that. And the next thing you know, he's got like three startups that are all failing and like going out of business. And he 
is still doing like spacex and tesla the startup at the same time it's like holy shit like how like <laughs> yeah maybe actually maybe maybe that's how he does it is he does surround himself by super genius people and that just kind of mm -hmm. osmosis is into him and i think i think maybe what he did was like the best way to spend that income of like when he sold paypal for whatever billions i think he took all of it and basically funded everything and uh, all of his interviews would be like oh how do you hire people he's like i don't care where you came from i don't care where you that the only thing i care about is that you can innovate and that like the only interview question like that he asks or whatever among other things would be like what what was like a time that you like you failed or whatever and you like you came back like you you developed like a thing like give me an example of innovation right and it's just like oh like an uh, exceptional ability that's what he says like why are you exceptional at what you do or whatever it's just like hmm, exceptional people innovate that's what makes them exceptional it's like damn that's a pretty quick thing <laughs> yeah yeah that's true he's he's so fast to answer and, and he actually um the first time i heard listen to him in an interview is like a robot and now he's actually a lot better at that too like he was on Joe Rogan again and like he was way more human like this time like his ai got a little bit better i think in the speech <laughs> yeah he updated the system yeah exactly his software was implemented increase so i think uh maybe like <laughs> it's kind of funny but I, I think maybe he uh kind of realized that that's something he needed to work on and then put some work into it well maybe also kind of, he's he a little just, more used to it he was like oh man i can i can make a shitload more money with tesla if i'm more public about the things that we're doing people obviously love him and he was viral which must help his stock and i'm not saying that he's only in it for money because i don't think he needs to be but at the same time i don't think it hurts either you know i think he is a, a bit of a viral genius mm -hmm. um i remember when when the Cybertruck was coming out um I don't know if you remember this, but uh, it was also uh, coronavirus was just picking up, right? Mm -hmm. And they were trying to shut down his factory. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he just bought, and he was like, like... <laughs> he was like, fuck it, and and he's like, if you guys can come and shut us down, but just like know that it's me that's making everyone work. Like, don't arrest anyone. Yeah, but, like you can arrest me. And I, I I remember at the time somebody was talking about it on Reddit uh, about how. This is actually a genius mm -hmm. play because uh, no, like who buys trucks? Yeah. Generally, it's like people that work really hard and rednecks and, you know, people in Texas, you know, <laughs> yeah. people want to buy big trucks. None of those people would have wanted a cyber truck. Yeah. Nobody wants an environmentally friendly electric truck. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as he be represents that going against yeah. the government and being a rebel and being like, it's like, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, everybody like going against him and Eric calling him out for being a, you know, a going shield. against the current, yeah. um, the current governmental mandates. Now he is a maverick. Yeah. And his company that makes big fucking trucks that mm -hmm. are super OP. <laughs> and now starts look now all of a sudden they're the, you know, like they've, they've created an image for the truck. Yeah. No, for sure. Just by like. Like, I, I think, like, I don't know if he really even cared all that much mm -hmm. about whether they shut him down or not. I think it changed the image of Cybertruck. And now you're going to oh, see definitely. a lot more people buying Cybertrucks that probably wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought they were the kind of people mm -hmm. to buy them. Well, and a good, and I got to wrap this up in, in a few minutes here, but um, yes, a good thing that he did, I think at the same time, and maybe even the same thing, but 
um, he doesn't really care like about the normal person's like problems and stuff like that. Like like for example, the same thing when they're just like we're gonna shut down your factory, and he was like, no, I'll just move. I will take my factory out of your state and put it somewhere else, and you're gonna lose all. And they're just like, oh, I guess you could do that. And he he doesn't care about like how much it would cost, like those kind of business. He's just like. I, my only goal is getting humans to, to Mars. Like it's like he is an alien that is like on our planet for our. He's like I don't care about be, your politics. Like with the SEC and stuff like that that was raining down on him. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's like he's like man, I'm so far beyond like your problems. And that's why I like him is because he, it's it's like when he said he's like I'll just move my factory. I'll just move all of them and I'll take it out of the states and I will put it somewhere else and you guys will not get any of this. And then they were just like, ah, maybe that's not the best idea, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, do you not want a part of this? Yeah, exactly. Like, do you, you want to cut? You gotta, you gotta let me do my thing. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and and very true to what you said. Like, he he is such a hard worker himself, and like, I know I can respect him, and like, I can just like, damn, that is a dude who's like, just like that is. I can't wait to. I don't. Know, hopefully, I can be some some microcosm percentage of what he's like, sort of thing, right? Some resemblance yeah. yeah exactly be like like i would love to be eventually in a room and just be like hey dude like or a house like a like a clubhouse thing just be like hey man how's it going like you know like just have a beer with him yeah because another guy that was on the podcast with lex was um that jason kanakis or whatever his name is and he's just like he's like friends with these guys he's like he's a business guy he's not even in science so he's just like oh man uh elon musk and i were just having a beer da, 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 da. and i was like how do I get to that group of people? Like, like, yeah. what do I need to do to get there? And it's just like, okay, I just need to keep hustling, you know, just keep doing some things. Like, and eventually, man, we're going to be, you and I are just going to be chilling and people are going to be like, how do I get in that group? You know? That's right. So. Well, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's keep riding the machine learning train. I think, uh, I really think that's the future. I don't ever see it. The way I pick things to work on is like, I don't ever see it being a bad thing to like learn, you know, like what is the downside of knowing more about that? popular topic and so i'm i'm all for that uh, oh. but uh yeah i think that's probably a good good spot to wrap things up i gotta jump back into a couple meetings so sounds good to me i gotta set up this new phone yeah hell yeah all right thanks for listening and see you next time on the, the jude, jude and ty podcast ty and jude, radio jude and ty podcast. The, the jude, yeah that one sponsored by gamestop and sleep time in the it's in the game we know it's it's GameStop we got we, your we back. like the stock